It's the Behind the Dish Podcast with John Buck. So, catch the damn ball. Look at that hat. (laughs) So, what made you come up with that? You know, actually, uh, I think I got some inspiration from, I saw Tucker Barnhart. uh, He had a hat on that said, hit the damn ball. And I'm like, you're a catcher, man. You should have a a hat that says, catch the damn ball. So, uh, nobody had marked it or nothing. So, no, this is a great opportunity. So, I'm going to go ahead and... uh, Get a hat done. Actually, uh, was on a uh, coaching call, Zoom call with the ABCA. and uh, Oh, there's uh, that word again, ABCA. <laughs> but a uh, guy you know, I think, pretty well, Mike Shosha. Oh, uh, I worship the ground the guy walks. Like, when I played for him, this, yeah. is, how, this is how, yeah, you hear people like it, starstruck or whatever, right? Right. Like, I don't know. It's because my dad would always talk about because he was big. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. the same reason you said you kind of absolutely and, and then i paid for him and then he told me one thing he was like dude why didn't you sign here <laughs> like what this is at the end right yeah. i'm just backing up and i was like what do you mean he was like you could have been a gold glove. i was like i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it <laughs> which i i know what he's saying it's like uh, yeah i probably could have been right if we would have got together so and i don't know it was that cool moment where i was like that's that's my guy right Absolutely. He's a, he's a pretty good uh, down to earth person. Like they like said, we were talking a little bit ahead of time and, uh, but he's like, Hey man, I, that's, that's the best hat I've ever seen. I, I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, he goes, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Right. So Dude, he's very simple. See the real, I like him is just the way he ran the clubhouse, how he, like he was just, I don't know. It was it was a cool experience to be in the position I was, not trying to compete, but I could sit over here and like watch him, Ineta, Trout, and those guys. Like he's coaching them to the playoffs right now. Like it, in a in a scenario where I would play if needed, but Ineta was been he was banging. He didn't need to. He needed to play. You know, I could be there, come off the bench, but he had it going on. But it was cool to kind of watch him go through that and be at the position where I wasn't like so head down because i had to play i could take i could take that all in and and not just did you ever play for anybody that you felt like uh you know you always hear that term what's that term that's going around like he's a player's manager did you ever feel like there was one guy and i don't want to put anybody on the hot seat here you know but that just wasn't that guy that he was kind of reserved and kept to himself did anybody come across that you came across like a player, like a player wise? No, a manager. A manager. Uh, I would say Jimmy, Jimmy Williams. Okay. But I think he would, he would more open up to the, uh, oops, move up. My boys tell me, move up to my, I'm so into the, I'm so, you got me so locked into this conversation. I'm like philosophy thinking over here. <laughs> is, um, I think he would open up to the, to the veterans. Yeah, but it, I think him not being so open demanded respect because that was kind of that old school. But you hear him being a very manager's player's manager, where he was like, "You guys don't want me stretch. Like you're in there getting ready all the time. No stretch. Be ready." Right. And those guys took it as like it was his little thing. Just lift. He'd never lifted stretch before, but it was a thing. He's like, 
I don't care if they call me old school, whatever. My guys want this. I'm doing it. And so it was like the team was like already right off the bat out of spring training. Those guys were like, yeah. we're, we're playing for him. So I think that was pretty cool. So uh, I'm looking at some of my notes here that uh, Jordan and I have. Yeah. How me and you got together is I'm on this journey for receiving, which I kind of talked with you. I'm not – I'm going to move this mic, which I'll try to come talk to it as I move back. But I'm not so sold on it, right? right. I'm not to- – But so I want to talk about it. But I am – here, what, what's, let's talk about what I am sold on. I believe there is pitches that we need to make better, right? And I so I think pitch specific, I, there, there's a scenario where I do this. Even now as I, how I, my, my game, I see some areas which would help my percentage on certain pitches, right? Right. But that affects me later. I, I just think when and where to go, like when to, what, what's needed to be able to do this. Right. 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 Whether it's physically, whether it's age-wise, whether there's a, a a deficiency with your hands or your quickness or whatever it is, right? right? I think because if you have athletic hands like like a Russell Martin, it didn't matter where that dude's hands were. For sure. And and I think that's why he would do some of it because I I went ahead and talked to him about some of this, right? Just because I was like. Who are the best that I think? Let's, let's go talk to my people I can ask. Right, right. And, and what it evolved, I think you have to have certain tools. So what, what, are you, what are some of the tools do you think that are, are good for that? Because uh, what our conversation was is you, you, there's this old school. I would say I'm old school. New school. What are they doing? Switching the game. Right. And I didn't want to come from it because I want to come from a spot where – this is going on. Like, what's the best thing? Like, cause I've been on the rack for a little bit, just skiing and doing nothing. So what's the science? Because when I came into the game, like old dudes were catching balls like this with flat, black Lance yeah. Parrish. Uh, <laughs> yep. Like right yep. there. Right. Exactly. Dro- dropping the knee down. So like, I see how it evolved. I mean, the catching positions about the evolving glove with Johnny Bench. Sure. So I think if we well-defined what this is, because I don't want it to get lost. And here's me. I wouldn't mind if it got lost because I don't, I don't, there's things I don't agree, but if it's not, and I see that there is some things, so that's some sort of, it's going to stay. You can't tell me Perez doesn't move better right. after right. taking on some of these things. So um, like, I want to talk about what brings those up. We want to come have a more intelligent conversation on that, but like, <laughs> Tell, give a bio of yourself, yeah, and okay. then and then you can kind of go into that. And I know out of that, I'm out. We'll we'll get conversations because you you let's just talk catching and and how I found you was I was sitting at my mother in law's house, thumbing through Instagram. It's like, dude, who's this guy? Keeps coming up because some of your things are real drastic, and I was like, I'm on to talk to him. <laughs> and so well, uh, let me put it out there: I don't want to be the guy that's like putting it out there that we're 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 taught to steal right we're yeah 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 yeah. you're just who i came across you just came across your belief of what's doing this and 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 i like how you were teaching it almost everything in your bio is like right here (laughs) 
and, but but also when we talked on the phone which where i was like oh this could be good dude this is like i don't want to just talk to this guy to learn i want to i want to talk to him because i think he gets it he yeah. gets and then when we started steven you're a tall guy i feel like i moved this way i was like all right this guy's talking my language i'm not here to I may want to take on some of these and in these certain situations to move my body. If my understanding of the game situation and these things, I think it could be used. And I've even talked to my younger son, how I think he could use it. And a couple of my other athletes who are, I would say they're bigger, bigger kids. And I, I wouldn't, I'd know, I would say not as fit as he could be. But this allows him just to stay just his top, like with the drop knees. So go ahead, give me your bio, give me who you are, how I found you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, John, first and foremost. Like I was, when, when you reached out to me, I was kind of like, in a sense, because like I told you on the call. You just I, got so shit. You just got yeah. so, you just got so shit. I like, that feels, that feels good for my own ego. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, you know, growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where I'm from, which I live here today. Run a catching academy out of here, but you know when you were with the Royals, you were a bigger catcher, so I modeled myself after you. And at the time, John, like I think you know, and, and both you and I understand the game itself, that that's how it was taught, and it's how it was passed down from generation to generation. Be a wide target, get that back up straight, and just stick everything. And I, and I started to look at this and, and going to a convention, talking to various people, watching the game. I'm like watching a guy like Austin Barnes. I'm like, what is that guy doing? Like that guy is moving the ball like 12 to 18 inches. Is that what it is? But anyways, um, so that's when it got me thinking. But anyways, my background's not very much. You know, I was short. I played, uh, uh, was a non-drafted free agent signed in the Dodgers organization way back when, and then played about five years of independent baseball. Love the game, love the position, and um, found a niche here in Omaha of, of teaching catchers. And I love the, like I said, I just love the position. I love the nuances about it. You're in every play. Always remember that you're in every single play. I can't guarantee that a shortstop's going to get hit three ground balls during the game, but I can guarantee you that you're going to throw throw the ball back at least a hundred times to the pitcher that means that you're catching the ball a hundred times right you get some so us add children it, it's a real good position for us yeah. right yeah absolutely um so how how i came about you know coming these new age receiving techniques right i think it's more or less like i said the way we were taught was getting that, you know, that hand kind of sticking it, being firm, not letting the ball drag us out of the zone. And I just was like, well, there's something to it. Now we're starting to see analytics brought into the game a little bit more mm -hmm. prevalently with, uh, I think it was 2014, we started to see pitch FX. And then now they started to do um, X and Y coordinates of balls and strikes and how, how the probability of that specific pitch in this strike box that we're seeing on TV is called a strike. Uh, beyond that, it's like, okay, now, what is my job as a catcher? What is it defined to be as a catcher? I'm supposed to make my pitcher look good, right? As the simplest form possible. So I'm trying to make my pitcher in any way possible gain extra strikes. If I gain extra strikes, his pitch count goes way down and we're batting more often than we are in the field right? And he's 
his longevity throughout a game is much deeper. And that's what you want. And, you know, we didn't understand bullpens in, let me put it this way, independent baseball. I think the game, you know, uh, we had Kurt Schilling, and not to plug a podcast that we did, we had Kurt Schilling on. Kurt Schilling told us that Theo Epstein said you could rebuild a bullpen every single year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you want to do that when you got guys that you're investing? In? And now maybe I'm talking down the business road of ask, of this, but like, wouldn't you want your pitchers to go longer? So then when it comes playoff time, they're prepared to either go on short days rest, but longer periods of time. So you're saving your bullpens for that. So yeah. anyways, I look at it as it's a team skill. If I receive the ball better, if I can gain a couple extra strikes that are borderline 50-50 straw balls or in those shadow zones, then I'm doing my job, which is in turn helping our pitcher uh, that much more. And, you know, what's there to say? Like, then I'm holding my job and, and I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting a job year in and year out or high school kids are in the game more often so that college, you know, uh, recruiters can come and watch them play. So it's not just about the arm. It's not just about the bat. It's about this guy can um, navigate through a, a game and he's, you know, he, he can handle a pitching staff. So um, the exact science to it is to me, it's just, it's the better path to the ball. I think we, we thought about pitching, you know, East and West where you think about like a Greg Maddox, right. Mm-hmm. Um how he just would expand, 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 expand. And now we're flipping it. And now you got other things that are brought into the game from a pitching side, like perceived and effective velocity. So the closer the ball gets to you, the more the perception it is. And then the further it gets away, the more effective it is. So that pitch that might be right down the middle at 90 miles an hour, if it's up and in on you, it's going to look 95 and away from you, it's going to look 85. So um learning how to pitch north and south but now pitchers are starting to throw in the zone i mean you you got to play uh and had a long career in the big leagues i think the hardest balls for us tall guys right are those ones that are at the bottom of the zone right yeah and then you're seeing guys that are throwing harder with more movement more late action sink turbo sinkers you know just uh, wipe out sliders and they're all at the bottom but they're trying us as catchers, we're trying to make sure that, that we fill that gap and we're trying to close the gap by, you know, bringing it back to the middle or funneling it back to the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. so to speak. So I feel like there's, there's a lot of different uh, components to it. Um, but first and foremost, we got to also tell ourselves we're not stealing strikes. We're, we're gaining strikes. We're keeping strikes strikes, right? Yeah, I like, I, I like the way Todd, because I told you I'd come on. Yeah. This yeah. mission, and you said you've known him too, or, or yeah. And wow. is he? I like what he said. Is I'm giving a consistent move towards the strike zone, correct? And I and I like that because that's that kind of describes of what I'm trying to. Oops, sorry. <laughs> where I'm trying to go and funnel with my hands, right. articulate the way to present it, and I and I expect that it's the same way. It's just a different thing as that I try to go into it. I, I also think I want to go maybe narrow into the lower pitch. Let's, let's yeah. go with the lower pitch, right? Yeah, so, so here's the here's first thing that I always teach young kids. So I, I, I work with a lot of amateur kids. I work with a few professional guys 
uh, a bunch of college guys, and then mainly amateur kids, so high school down to, you know, as, as young as uh, nine years old. So the first thing that I always talk to these kids about is this, is understanding where your pocket's at. So like if I had a baseball and I don't know, I'm in my office, I got this dynamic kinetics ball, but anyway, what I'll have them do, I say, hey, just stand up for me. Just stand up. I'm gonna toss a ball to you, okay? And I'm not gonna tell you where I'm gonna toss it, but I just want you just to catch it, okay? So when I toss it, I toss it towards their, it would be towards their right hip. So they're standing up. Just imagine yourself standing up. I toss it to the right hip. What's the first thing that they do with their mitt? They turn it this way mm-hmm. because that's where you're going to secure the ball at is in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. I said, what'd you do? Naturally, you didn't think. You just turned your thumb and your pocket to secure the ball because we don't teach guys to flatten it or pancake on top of it, right? And so I said, uh, and what Todd, Todd is exactly right, talking about, you know, a consistent path. For me, again, I always talk about the thumb, right? Uh, I can tell you how many, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten being, or, you know, jacked up in my thumb area, right? But so anyways, I always tell the kids, hey, you got a three o'clock position with your target, then you're going to load your thumb to six. And it might seem unnatural at times, but I go back to the first thing that I do to him, like the test. So here, here, here's here's how nerdy I am. You want to yeah. hear how nerdy I am? Let's hear it. I've been getting into this workout thing called Goda. Have you heard, have you heard about Goda? I've heard of Goda. This is how my brain thinks. I want to learn how they this natural movement. Goda yeah. means greatest of all time, the way they move. Okay. The way Michael Jordan moved, the way Tom Brady moves, like those type of things, right? And there's these natural movements. So there's Weck method. He talks about all these certain ways to throw punches and, yeah. and things, right? Martial arts, the way throw elbows. So I started thinking, all right, how do we, how do we be athletic? What's just the most athletic position if I'm going to fight? Fighters are in here like this, right? For sure. I don't think they receive things this – you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. there's, li- there's limit there. That's, so this is where my thought gets to that. But where you're talking in a certain area of moving out into here, yes. in here, this is a very much yeah. more athletic, yeah, natural yeah. position. Now, I, if I'm squared up doing other things, that's what that what I taught, told Todd was. This works for a 17 percent on the lower pitch, correct? And maybe I narrow it down so that that pitch can come higher and narrow in on that pitch. Because then all this, when you get when we get these reports, it's like a. a Best thing I think is a Ted Williams graph, right? Everybody yeah. knows can get that visual, yeah. right? <laughs> and and it's all green. Maybe that's not a good visual. You can bang everything, but say the red spot that was where you only hit four hundred at, right? Yes. <laughs> so I would I would try to hit that with those pitches with there in that area because that's usually a down and away pitch or whatever. So that would be how I would look for it. But I could see how that's there. But other than that. I get your when one's running, which I went to your receiving thing, but yeah. then I, the flaws that I found is when I, re- when you receive, even watching the things, the glove comes down. And then there's that to what extent? Because there's a certain percentage that you're flipping the ball there, and you know if you're flipping because a flip happens. Yes. The most successful flip is this statistically, yeah. not yeah. not yeah. here. So then yeah. it's like. I, I want the kids, what I did at a camp, because now I'm running into these Todd, this 
I, I say Todd kids because I've been talking with him. It's not really his theory. It's a theory that all I am, I'm going to practice it. It's I want that instead of go away from a them or us, like what you said you were feeling, I even wanted to go to them or us, right? Finding the real position, which I think why I fell in love with you, was like you're talking the same language and can get – because we had to do that as long, gangly catchers. Absolutely. We weren't pudge where everything was just – or a Molina was like, I can have my hands like this and still make the ball look good, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Those like, unicorns. Yeah, you're, you're 100%. And I, and I truly feel too, Buck, that, um, that your, your move well, – we talk about consistent path, right? But the move that you make – is based upon the pitcher's shape of the certain pitch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so, breaking away from you. Yes, right. And 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 so like also too, I'm gonna use body angles to also give my pitcher a, a Okay, what's 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 I let's talk about a part of this that I think might have what you're hitting on, just so I can get ahead of it. I think how the umpires are having to call games. Correct. With with this statistic needs to be acknowledged. Yes. Maddox didn't get this like we're talking about. The, we're learning how to trick them on a corner here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because now we're not getting the Maddox and John – Maddox against John Buck corner, which is actually – it's supposed to be here, but somehow he gets <laughs> this table. Because who cares? I'm John Buck, not right. Greg Maddox. You know, so <laughs> which if I'm a catcher, I'm – yeah, that's how it should be, moron. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm saying the same because you know that's what it is, and I feel like those those things are out now. You know what I mean? Because of the game has got so narrow. So I think we're talking how to be in the best positions for these certain things. Yeah. And I think I th where do you what triggers that they're able to do this? What what's that skill? that makes it to where you can trigger it. I, I'll go younger because we did we yeah. do younger lessons. When do you think we should start introducing this? Yeah, that's a great question. I introduce it as early as possible. Don't necessarily say that they need to perfect it at nine years old or 10 years so, old. So, so when, they're, yeah. when they're nine, 10, do you have them setting up with their glove on the ground and catching? No, 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 no. I teach them to use their left knee as kind of their guide point, right? And okay, I like that too. I like that. One of my other, one of, one of my other uh, the guys that you had on that I love really, you know, and I, I don't know him personally, but I've heard him speak several times is Timmy Cousins. Oh. And I, and I remember Cuz talking about, I saw him talk about this. I don't know where it was. It was, um, but anyways, I caught this and he, he brought up a valid point. And I say this to a lot of young kids. When we talk about receiving a ball and we're doing bare hand drills, Everybody puts their hand in the center of their body, right? And so I don't know if my camera's at the center here, but... Yeah, yeah, you're perfect. You're perfect. But if I, my hand's at the center of my body, I'm working these drills. Well, where's the pocket actually at? Is the pocket in the center? See, see where, 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 where you're... Say, go back there. Stay no. right there. Stay right there. Do we get like a ball or something? Heck, I got me a softball right here. Boom. <laughs> so, right? So... Yeah. So about as, uh, as, about as wide as your pocket would be, right? Yeah, let's just say that because I got a very pocket. See how how you would set up, and you're like this. All right, your angle of your wrist. Remember, I'm talking to this Goda thing. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> watch Maldonado. Watch yeah. Molina. Watch like this hinge. Right. This hinge. Where are they standing? Like exactly. 
How are they standing? How is Michael Jordan? I got to move this. Sorry, puppy. I got my, my pup right below. Like Jordan, how is he standing even like this? How is he resting? Right? How is he given a target? How is he moving? Right. And I, and, and if you, so when you see, see how your glove is, put it up there, give a target. See, I would do, I would thank you for the ball. I would do that. My finger, this is from paint, Tony Pena, this right. finger's up. Like yeah. when you say you're not, you're doing this. I think this can get on an angle too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when I, when I had this flat glove, plus my elbow consistent. Wow. Umpires are taught to see this, right? Correct. You're absolutely right. Now, let me. I, I and then if this up. is here, I feel like red flag. So here, yeah. let's talk about that. Then. Hey, 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 Buck, you're right on to something, too, because I totally 100% agree with it. But right? if I'm turned like this, here's me yeah. back in your story. If yeah. I'm turned like this and this view's coming from over here because I got a, uh, and I might pat him and say, hey, get in here. This pitch is going away. Mm-hmm. And everything I, I tell, hey, Hey, you know, Joe West, yeah. you're let me help you out. Go stand over there. Your yeah. Wyoming ass. Yeah. Oh man. So he gets his open view. This doesn't come a problem. Boom. Yes. I yes. get I get that. I that's that's where I think I can perfect my 17%, maybe make it 20, because I'm not wasting my time where I can't be athletic over here. Correct. Like that's how I want to get kids. And, and where's that age? Can they do that at 9, yeah. 10? You know, I think it, like I said, I think it could be introduced to them. Can they do it? Probably not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might get one, one out of 10, one out of 15, you know, and that's okay. But at least we're teaching them to stay under the ball, right? So yeah. when I think about this, so going back to what I was going to say with Timmy Cousins here, you know, when I do these drills, bare hand drills, right? If I have my mid on, my hands at the center of my body, my pockets to the right of center. Well, which which side of the ball or which side of my my body am I faster to? Is it my right side or is it my left side? Well, it's more so my right side. So why am I going to have my pocket over to the right of my center point? Because this is going to be a difficult pitch. That's when we get into like what we call you know you know a chicken wing, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get chicken wing here, right? So I always t- teach these young kids use their knee as a guide right yeah yeah. and when you load load down it and then work kind of to it and underneath it and through it okay yeah 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 yeah, i like that so and and when i do um a good friend of mine he's the padres uh catching coordinator now he had a kid that was nine years old and he started working with them and different things but i don't use a lot of balls to catch because it's very hard for these kids to catch the ball we use um bags like bean bags right so I get them to, I introduce them to the game of bags early, like drinking games early, right? So we're tossing bags back mm-hmm. and forth, right? No, yeah. but uh, we, and then that we cornhole bag. <laughs> cornhole bag, exactly. Yeah. So, but this, you know, just to get them um, to understand that, you know, use their leg, it allows them to get over their knee when they need to. They're not, if they're not inside their knee, they're not going to get hit, you know, so if the pitch like back yeah. up on them and stuff. So that's one of the biggest things that I try to do is I try to let them understand spatial awareness, right? Where's the pocket at? What's my guide when I load? And um, we do a lot of different constraint steps, but I don't have them start with the mid on the ground. Uh, for the older kids, we do, we do like pick drills, right? And so I work them so they're 
controlling the ball a little bit more. They understand late movement. Their timing's better. And I think Todd even talked about this too, but timing is everything, right? Timing's everything with hitting. Timing's everything with catching. Timing for pitchers is probably same thing when they're breaking their hands yeah. or not trying to get on top of a certain pitch or whatnot. Uh, but, but that's the biggest thing for me is having the spatial awareness. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to do my best to, you know, give these guys just an understanding of what is to come. Yeah. I don't expect them to be perfect. I want them to catch the ball, still be firm, but, but catch the ball consistently in the pocket, yeah. in the pocket. It's not about, dude, half these guys, they get, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but they have two piece moves. They catch it and they move it. It's not fluid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, see, I, I, there, here's another pup. Since I'm, oh, sorry, <laughs> crushing poor Cora, is uh, that's another reason why I do like it. So I add, I do like the learning of it because it's yeah. it's teaching those kids to catch through the ball, but that's also mastering that before you kind of take it into the game because it could get adverse effects on you know calling a game for. To, kids if they can't under or if you're getting those uh, hands yep, or whatever yep. so yeah and, the, and i think the other two i use a lot of frisbees and discs and things that have different movement i get those reaction was balls. it you was it you telling me some someone was giving you a hard time about the frisbees i no, i wasn't me i use them maybe it I was todd them. no no somebody was getting trash like someone was giving them trash for using that thing I was like, who is that? We got to track down this guy. Why would you not <laughs> like that drill? Well, and I, and, and I like it because younger kids, again, it's a disc. You're having to keep your thumb underneath it. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I use a lot of guys. I like, so here, here's one thing. I think it's uh, Pratt, which I got to just talk to him uh, as soon as I talk to him. But he's a Pratt. He's a coach up at BYU. Oh, okay, okay. It was ASU and then, I don't know, somewhere else. And uh, I think it was Angels. Anyways, but he talks about catching up, like, because the kids, I'm thinking catch with my thumb underneath, but I'm rolling it back up mm-hmm. to make it, like, absorb it back into me. Does that make sense? Like, boom. Yeah. So that, this, this one picking a yeah. low one, getting it to hit off my thumb and kind of kick back up and then absorb it, right? Or, or are you thinking, like, your glove going like this. Well, I think of like using an ice cream scoop with my thumb. But let me, let me, like, like kind of one of those. Yeah. So I think about, again, it doesn't have well, to. Well, Todd, Todd says he's like that snap, kind of that snap. And, and I think that your, let me say this I think that your arm, your shoulder, your elbow and your wrist all play a factor in controlling movement. Now, let me say this too. Advanced. So, so, I do, so do you know all the, all, how weird I am with handstands? <laughs> I saw that. I saw it. That was awesome. Well, I think, I think about what you're saying. Think that, yes, you could. <laughs> you just, you just, you just bought yourself a couple weeks of sending me videos of handstands, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on. Dude, think about flexibility, right? Right. Thinks stability, mobility, flexibility, all those things, all the hand strength, any stuff, us as catchers learning how to – and then to practice being in the zone, why right? all of this stays connected. 
That's. Can you do one right now? That's the question. Did you just challenge me? I just challenged oh, you. Oh, this is what you jump to a <laughs> contest. Oh, let's turn it over here. I'll just do what I... I just called out Berkman. Josh Berkman is a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. And so he did one for a one straight minute. No kid. Yeah, one straight minute. So I'll go out here. I might go you up. You don't have to do it for a minute. I just wanted to challenge No, no, him. I'm just going to... This is shortly my gymnastics background, so <laughs> you can make fun of me later. I saw it. All right, can you see me? I can see you. Shoot. Are we good there? Yeah, we're good. This is awesome. Holy cow. <laughs> Beast. No kidding. Dang. All right. 50. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So there's our. Awesome. All right. All right. I owe you a handstand here. All right. So, I mean, in my life, what you're saying, spatial awareness, right? You kept touching yeah. on it. Yeah the uh things that i like to teach like with that so starting handstands you're gonna have to turn it again i'll turn it for him i'll show watch so what i'll do like a it's like a little gorilla and i learned this from josh berkman too so it's like you're lot, going from side to side okay. right so all the stuff that you just said mobility strength whatever just real quick okay are you ready Doing it one more time. Huh? You see it? <laughs> Is he, can you go? Yep, you're good. Okay. Like this, just to start. Just to, just to start these. I love that. Middle. Then my, dude, my, my eight-year-olds. Dude, my little my little eight year olds, dude. Yeah. They're they're doing that right now. I'll send you a video. But anyways, I was just at the chiropractor yesterday to get my neck cracked. So yeah, this was, this is good for your spine because think of, if you're like this holding something, how is that not balanced? Right, go, right. go check it out. That's Goda. That's Goda. Go check that out. That's Goda right there. But anyways, which kind of led me into this why I started doing handstands player development because we were talking about awareness and all that how do we how do you see player development i think that because i started hitting on age how do you progress into it and go ahead and give me some of yours which i'll kind of step out of the way again and then so i can catch my breath right but uh go young kids working on up until where you're there and what those keys where you may see to be able to kind of make that switch yeah yeah so yeah, I think first and foremost is, is them learning to, so I use a lot of different stuff in my toolbox, but I think number one is just kind of learning to be consistent, right? It, it, our moves, I don't like to have big, extravagant, large, exaggerated movements. I like simple movements. Yeah. And then when I think about exaggerated movements, I think about fast quick right 
if I'm working on subtlety, why do I want to have a humongous like length when I'm receiving a ball? Okay. Mm -hmm. And for me and what I tell these young men and, and, and you, you know, younger kids, I said, we just got to get the ball in the zone. That's not a ball that's at the bottom of the zone to the top of the zone. Okay. So we do a lot of different things. Like we said, I use Frisbees. I use these, uh, this thing called a web glove. It goes around your thumb and your finger and you take these little like ping pong balls and you're just working on. Dude, I just, I just did a podcast with the max BP. Oh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the, so that, that machine, that's the one product I use. I think it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest tool since we're talking about player development. Like it's, I just did a podcast and it was basically a commercial for an hour. <laughs> Me telling him how great it was. Yeah. Oh, you can do this. You can do this. He's like, yeah, I know, John. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, fun podcast. Talk to you later. Yeah. But it, I mean, because he just like, oh, thanks for doing that commercial for an hour. <laughs> because I think it's such a, it's such a good tool, but uh, you know, far to develop because it's literally what you're saying. Absolutely. And and for me too. And this is another thing that I heard that Cuz said, but the better we are with our hands. So the more consistent we pocket the ball, the better thrower we're going to be. And the more, um, so, Hey dude, here's this obsession out of cuz cause cuz was my catching guy. Right. Yeah. That very fact. What you're saying yes. is he told me that. So and when I was in Miami, I went and found a boxing coach. Yes. Oh, hold so, on. so, so, you know, the guy that remember Gore, remember Gore in, uh, the, the Super Bowl for, Frank, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, right? Yeah. Remember him and the, remember him, they did that special on him boxing. That mm -hmm. boxing coach was my boxing coach. His no name is Marty. No kidding. I always think that a speed bag is going to help you with your training. Dude, dude I, got, I got some, I got some like boxing things I'll give you that I like a program he put together yeah. for me and Mark Burley. Okay. Mark, Mark Burley. Dude, Mark was like, dude, I feel like I throw harder. He's like, it's kind of screwing it up. I'm supposed to be throwing 82. <laughs> I can't be throwing this 86, 87. That's in hitter speed. So, yeah, he, we, I took boxing with him. Yeah, it was, it's legit. Well, and I, and I agree. And so, yeah, I just try to get these kids to understand different stuff. Like, the better you are with these, the better you are going to be because you're going to have a consistent transfer with the pocket. And then you're going to be able to read and react to the ball later because of how your timing is with your move. And yeah. I think that's the one thing too, as I always tell these kids, like, you know, it's, it's easier to go from low to high than it is high to low. Even if my mid and I, and you know, I, I think he's, I say that to my son Brody all the time. He's like, I know dad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> As it's long true. as as long as you know that, son, you'll be all right receiving. Yeah, yeah. well, and I love, like, so uh, I think somebody that you know well, like Salvi, like Salvi, I feel like Salvi could be one of the best receiving catchers, just be, but by pure standard of, of analytics now it, in his game, he's, he's down at the bottom because of how he comes down on the ball. And, you know, I saw some video. I think he got a little, I think, or I think where his attention to that right was real heightened i he's still that there's me being critical he's still that he and he knows it he knows he's not holding those because he can get away with it right. once he gets to that part because he's also done so good with this guy back there Absolutely. so good with this guy out there so good 
if that's the part where his game lacks a little bit, all right, I'll just kick him in the butt a little bit because it's there. But it, yeah, that I I agree with that. And and so like I just yeah I tell those guys all the time just like hey, you know I'll even ask guys hey do you do you have a favorite catcher is there somebody that you watch not to say that you're going to be able to mimic exactly what they do but he's not somebody that I would tell somebody hey you, you got to go watch this guy he's a unicorn you can't yeah but but from the throwing side of it absolutely because the guy's got an absolute howitzer but uh, you know going back to the these you know, understanding, you know, kind of like, the, yeah, but he, he has that cannon, but he's, he's fundamentally, he's pretty good too. Oh, he, he's fun to watch. I, I saw him in his rookie year again, just being from Omaha, being able to drive down and watch. And I was, I was so, impressed. I do. I noticed him too. I was like, I'm, a, I'm on my way out of here. <laughs> like a year. I better get, I got to crack a lacking or I'm, <laughs> So, which that's what happened they were like see you're not worth that go be an all go be an all-star somewhere else but uh i mean he was he was definitely something special and i think that's where we think what would you think since he's such a big guy body wise yeah. Yeah. what are what are some things body wise you would think that makes that transition like what that you would see, because what I'm finding is if you can lower the lower half and yeah. less stress on that down below and being leg down and letting a kid work that way. And then him being a little bit, like I said, not a, like it just helps his hands be a little more athletic, him a more aggressive. It almost the fact that it gave a better feel, it helped him on the traditional too as well, because I think it it less the stress off his legs. Cause he's a, you know, a heavier kid. He, he is. And you know, it's funny. So you got me, I'm six foot three. I think you're six foot three. Salvi's like six foot three, six, four, something like that. You know, um, I've, I've lost some weight from when I played, but Salvi's what gotta be at least two thirty, something like that. For me, John, I, I tell you what, even like the kid in, in, and I'm bringing up somebody else too, but he's a big catcher, but, uh, uh, the kid in um, uh, Pittsburgh, Stallings. And then I think about Joe Maurer. I think anybody that exceeds 6'1", 6'2", if there's no runner on base, uh, why, why are you setting up in a traditional stance, right? Maybe your pitcher wants it. Now, I'm not saying that, right? Because we got to take care of our pitchers first and foremost. But why? But so, we, so, yeah, it, so John Baker, John Baker, I was asking him this stuff. And his yeah. comment to that was, he goes, I said, what's your feeling? He goes, I don't know if I agree with it. I think I'm with you. And he goes, but again, I'll conform to it. I'll sit however that guy on the mound wants me to. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I hear that. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, yeah. Is it energy conservation for myself? 100%. But is it, is it better for that but guy? It, yeah. But if it's like a Burley or somebody that's having a lot of stuff fly away from me. Yeah, it's going to be harder for you. To I know John's – I'd rather have John doing that and that low and away when I'm trying to nip there because I want that 17%. Absolutely. Where that gets – so I, I get it. I, I, I see the benefits. That's where me knowing it, right. I might have to get better at that because I could right. see that coming in. And if it could happen 4% of my game, mm -hmm. I want to get good at it. Why not? Why not? You're, yeah, you're, you're gaining rapport with your pitcher more than times than not because you're gaining extra strikes that you – doesn't normally get yeah and then you're um you know obviously you're probably the, the other side of the 
you know, in the other dugout, they're probably chirping a little bit, right? And they're going to go back and watch video and say, well, that shit, that's not a strike. Isn't that, isn't that the greatest compliment as a catcher? It is. Oh, it, is. it feels so good. There's <laughs> not like if you're like a real receiver catcher and you're having guy, like people get mad, right. you know, their teams are, we're not getting the same strikes. You're just over like, no, we're not. No. We are not. And, the, and that is my fault. I'm the yeah. one causing that. That's the best. Mm-hmm. All right. Until it's do it until it's like being done to you and then like, then oh. you get then you get tossed i don't know if i've yeah. ever experienced that jerry, jerry you just called that you didn't call that pitch a strike on you know on the other the other side i was just back there oh yeah whatever and you knew you you knew you got oh. that pitch oh yeah, yeah. so anyways. but anyways yeah i think from salvi's perspective i think he's just got to be a little bit quieter with his initial first move um you know, I think targeting with the mid is extremely important to understand, too. Again, what does the guy want on the bump? You know, is he looking in? Does he need that target, you know, steady, still, calm? Because you're seeing a lot of that mitt drop load and then guys working underneath it. But I think Salvi's – uh, But I think what's going into Salvi, though, is what we're seeing is – because when I'm watching these films, right, mm-hmm. we're taking these clips, but you, darn know, you know darn well that – you were looking, he was looking for a certain slider and yeah, he anticipated a little bit. His hips went that way and he went out like, so it makes it look completely different than what your approach of what it was, you know, say for throwing mechanics or whatever. I think there's a lot that goes into their hands and setups and why, why Molina does something or, or Salvi does something. Cause we, that's why I said they're these unicorns that can, throw that creativity because i think they're right. masters at that craft and i think being able to master that and find those keys right are crucial for that mentally and physically for those young kids well and i think too i think you brought up a, you used a word that i don't think it's thrown around too much anymore because we're so uh we've got this microscope on mechanics whether it be hitting pitching um yeah. catching is approach you know, I, I put out a tweet a few minutes ago. I don't know how long before I hopped on here, but it's like, I see a lot of videos about mechanics, you know, see or hear a lot of videos about mechanics when it comes from hitting side. I never hear anybody talk about the approach. Oh, Not one person come, talks about Don't have a lesson here. <laughs> that's right. How frustrating is that? Oh, and that, that's the only thing you like work on. Yeah. Yeah. But then you got hitting guys that will jump in here on the catching side and say, well, you know, why are you doing this with your mitt? It's not so much the mechanics as the approach to a certain. Field. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you got to break a 12-6 breaking ball that's dropping in here. I'm just going to counter shape the 12-6 and go 6-12 with my pocket. That's it. You know, that's that's, okay. that's a very simplistic way of, yeah, I like that. analogy. I'm going to counter shape the way the ball comes in. So. If I got a slider that's going this way, I'm gonna work behind the slider and work it. It's fun. It's kind of funny because what you're, what I'm doing, right? That theory, what you're doing, what I'm doing, and say I'm here, say I'm my traditional. What I'm trying to do when it's away, I'm trying to get here because I'll go below, but I don't want to do where I'm. Yank it. Doing that, I'm doing it smaller with my wrist. Keeping my elbow. And so I'm basically, in theory, that's exactly what I'm doing, which actually makes me be a little, I guess, me admitting defeat. But I think this is where I'm, my 
part is good is if I'm making movement and my hands are real good to move that in, it's a little more room for air because I catch it going into it. Right. But I think it's almost two different types of way of timing. It is. Because with your hands, you got to be real narrow focus and develop yeah. that. But okay. being able to put that together in whatever two step, whatever style you want to go with. What are we officially going to name this? I feel like I feel like there's like like he, he oh he hits with a late kick. You know exactly what I'm talking about a late kick. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. feel like catchers need to like label this somehow. Oh, he's he's uh, coming. Yeah. The old Johnny Bench would just be the before. They're like, oh, has he got a Johnny Bench glove? Right? Is he is he what's his tool? What's his you know, glove down tool rating. What's that? What's his percentage on that? What's his whatever call? We call it catch the damn ball score. Catch the damn. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to come up with a. Uh, I know. That's why we're. That's why we're doing a podcast and not working for the Royals. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, no, so. but um, what what uh, what are some things that you do? Because we're we're both agreements of get that thumb below and work up. And this is as somebody I respect. Uh, who was a college coach here for Salt Lake Community College, Tony Peasley, who I actually grew up learning from his dad and everybody. So, right. So I, I respect him and see how he looks at baseball. And we've been talking about receiving his son's a catcher. And I work with him and, and it's perfect because we've got this new putty, right? Nine years old, just yeah. starting to learn to be athletic. And we're talking about these things. And I've told him like, dude, let's learn how to do both. My same invest because now now I'm having this thing of where I can be like, all right, I want to I want to be a master, right? And I hear all these these uh, you know quotes in my head popping off about uh, you know martial arts mastery and how they're able to. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Bruce Lee fan, so. right? So yeah. I mean to be able to be like, all right, I want to learn this. How like go ask five experts in this arena? I think I'm on two. Well, I ask because. Because he was my catching instructor that gave me all these things, right? And and I asked him when I started out with this, what is this? Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'll I'll be a part of with investigating this with you. So um what are some drills starting low that you like to do? Yeah. You said skip drill. Give me like two drills and then we'll go on on to the next subject I want to do. Yeah, yeah. So I think number one for me is is pick is a pick drill, right? I think that's so you machines on the machines yeah. on and you turn your glove over from the get go. So, so not so I think understanding again, just different ways. So I always have the guy set up in a and like he's given a sign to the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's creating rhythm. Number and his transitions of yeah. all his tra yeah, stability, all that. Yeah, exactly. And then he's catching different pitches or, or working on, you know, so I'm working on essentially three things and well, more than three things, but the three main things that I'm working on is my, my, my load of my, my mitt or my pocket, whatever you want to say, um, my timing and then my post catch stability or whatever you want to call it. So that's like, that's like the biggest staple in my, and one of my, I guess my repertoire drills or whatever you want to call it. My Do you nail drills. home to kids and triggers exactly. for, okay, cool. Um, you know, and, and I don't, you know, there's a lot of different things that I do, but again, I can't pinpoint what my two 
ones are. That one is number one and solely because, and it's one that I'll, I'll call out because it can work for everybody because you're working on different pitches, essentially, right? You're different. Yeah, pitches, yeah, yeah. Different timing with it. Um, I think, you know, a couple other ones that I have, like I talked about Frisbees. I'll work really low with the Frisbee. Um, and then we do. Uh, do you have like zone Pacific on down and away, down the middle, down and in? Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I'll throw. So any of those drills go across the three spots, right? Exactly, exactly. And do you have different mechanics that you focus on those three? And then you said that's kind of your. Yeah. So we'll start, we can do preset positions or preset load. Right. So like I think about a hitting drill that I, I work with some kids, like I'll get these guys to a launch position. Okay. Where's your balance at? Are you, you know, 60, 40, you have more weight on your front side than your back side. Do you have more weight on your back side than your front side? Are you in the middle? Yeah. Where are you at? So the same thing applies like, okay, ready load pause. I'm like, I'll, I'll, fake drop it in Dra okay. drop the ball in the machine they'll be like okay are they well, like almost like a trigger thing without a dry like click yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly like are you moving your mitt too soon or yeah. i'll do like a pause where i'm tossing just like we'll do overload underload balls so um i i don't know if you've seen these out there there's a product called c25 this guy former minor league catcher um developed these weighted balls that are like eight ounce, seven ounce, six ounce, and then four ounce, three ounce. And a heavy I, ball, like just heavy. Yeah. And I don't, I have a 10 ounce ball that I'll throw. I don't put any of the heavy balls in the machines because I don't know what that'll do to the motor, but we'll put the small ones in there or the, excuse me, the light ones. And then there's another company that came out with the, they're the yellow dimple ball, dimple balls. And they're like oh. curved. They're like curved around and they just like shoot left and right. So catching training, are there, so they're like weighted balls. Oh yeah, weighted and lightweight balls. Really? So very, very, yeah. Um, and they're they're fun. I mean, you could be sitting in there like. So we'll put the five. Yeah, write there. write that down, Jordan. I want to investigate that <laughs> tool. So what what is the other one? What was the other one? Let me see if I have it on here. They're on Instagram. Um, J, it's like Jay Z Sports or something. not 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 actual Jay Z, but it's like Jay Z Sports. Why not? Guys, uh, he probably own that too. I know, right? He, he, you imagine his advertisement for a little product like that? How sick would yeah. that be? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he drops an album just for like a a, a baseball. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh. So here, so it has here. like carvings on the side of it, yeah. huh? Yeah. So they're pretty, they're pretty neat, right? So you're not huh. catching the same pitch twice, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Huh. That didn't really answer the fact that you were asking about low pitch zones, but um, no, 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 no. I think those are things that are that are drilled up with those things that you do in those positions. Because I think doing a variation over there, curveballs, fastballs, change up, being athletic is what we're talking about. Because learning how to catch up through that while you're doing that is the key is to be athletic because to me i feel like there's since i did those three in the in the middle as i'm working up doing those the next would be because you kind of just did the younger progression it up right right how would you go about doing the that flip rub like would you on the inside pitch work lowing in because so that's that's the trouble side. like todd and i that trouble yeah. area in there What's yeah. your mind? Where are you trying to get it? And, and Todd said he kind of snaps it back, right? Yeah. Which, like, what what's you, What do you do? That's a great question. You know, it, I think it goes back to, for me, honestly, I think it goes back to the way you're set up. Um, because I'm not a big fan of, like, a, kind of like a snap it back. 
Yeah. I feel like you need going back into our like our body stuff, right? But I think you need shoulder, hip, glute, whatever, working against it. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I was even when I even when I was playing, I was never really a big fan of this. I always just felt like I didn't get this call because my mitt started horizontal and my mitt finished vertical. You know what I mean? And I yeah. So, so, no, so when I, it used to be the picture frame, right? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So on this, what they're taught, and I talked to Teddy Barrett, when they're, when they catch the ball like this, when they see that we're letting them know this vertical glove is like, we're thinking it's on the border. So that's why I didn't like it. I'm like, okay, well, I was doing getting around it so I didn't get thumbed, you know, because that was the way to do it. But now I want to boom, lay it flat. Right, right. That's so what I'm trying to do is beat it flat over to like that. And where I'm real handsy with that, boom, learn with my hands. That's basically essentially what you're doing, moving the ball. What we had talked with Todd, moving the ball back into the zone. And that's my theory where I agree with you guys. I think that this thing, where's, you know, Give me your thoughts on that guy, that, that little trouble guy. Because that's, dude, I got a bone chip floating in there oh. for me <laughs> catching a ball like this. Where you guys are telling me to set up, I was about right here when I got that ball. Yeah, You know what I mean? You know, it's such a – it's such a. Uh, Not to mention, where, how do you put your glove? Show me where your hand's on your glove. Yeah, so everybody, look at, look, at my, look at how our hands flop out of that thing. I got kids that will be like – we're talking about I can't even a risk. Yeah, and then like That's, balls popping out, balls popping out. I'm like, well, you wonder why, right? Well, and then you pull their hand out, and it's like a purple grape around that poor <laughs> knuckle. You're like, oh, you signed the waiver, right, at the front right, door? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good, because yeah. that looks like a broken bone. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. They're like, oh, hey, coach, how come like my finger is right here? Oh, you know, I'm here and here and here and here. Well, it's like it's only be hurting. Him. What's that's a, right there. Where where are you on the uh how do you how do you put your fingers? So um, my son, my, my son's like this. The younger kids, I it's like where's my oh my I have, goodness. I have, I have, Did, I have a bunch of them somewhere, but this one here is kind of more for show. It's got my kid's name on it, but like for this, it's it's a I, I go two. I go okay, two. you do two? Yeah. That's so, what Brody does. Yeah. Brody's yeah. I just from um, I've always just another Japanese type style bit that's got all three on the on the uh, so it's a huge pocket like it's wide like it looks yeah that's what Brody that's what Brody's doing he's doing three like he puts them all down in the but then if you do that the gloves usually like this do you think that benefits one style or the other or is it still preference I think it's preference I do too. so go so like going with this one here, right? You know, yeah. we'll talk about this side. That's such a t- difficult hitch to really say what's the right way, what's the wrong way. I have ideas about it. I have things that I believe in. I just think that if you're gonna turn this way, yeah, right, you have to go through the ball because now you're gonna start to get flat, right? If yeah. you if you stay here you're getting thumbed and it's going to kill and the wing's going to stay up. And you just don't feel athletic right there. Right? That's that. That's not Goda. That's right. Woda. They call that. That's, that's Woda. Yeah. So I just, I, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one. 
I, again, I think it's all body on that pitch. I mean, if I'm square to that, what pitch is coming to me? Is it a lefty that's throwing a forcing fastball or a cutter this way? Or can he throw it to the center of my body? And if I'm set up that way, then I don't have to do this, right? He's throwing to a wide backstop. So in my setup, yeah. I just, I approached it and I tell these guys, they always ask, that's the most, again, for me, I always ask guys, I always, I'm trying to be as inquisitive as possible with them. Hey guys, what's the most difficult pitch to catch? And they go, Oh, it's a slider. It's a, it's a split finger. And it's like, some of you guys will never ever catch a splitty in your entire life or a fork ball or something. I said, I'm not talking about pitch specific. I'm talking about location. And everybody has to say, oh, yeah, it's here. It's here. It's this one. And it's like, yeah, it is. Because do you approach it this way? No, because you're late. And then it goes back to my kind of like that foundational type uh, principle. Use your knee as a guide. Keep your pocket left of center. So, and then once it, once it goes left and center, then you're – Coming back around. <laughs> no, I don't think I do that. No. Oh, okay, okay. I try to, I try to just be stick, you know. Yeah. So I had, I had caught a uh, uh, Aaron Bummer. He's with the White Sox. Um, uh, was it last? Was it Saturday? He and then he left yesterday for spring training. But um, he front, he tries to front door his. Uh, he's a lefty, kind of slings it. Throws about 97, we got 97, and he just tried to front door his, his sinker. And so I'm sitting there thinking about this exact thing. How do I catch this if this thing does not run back? Okay, yeah, okay. perfect, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to think about, okay, if I'm one of my guys that are sitting there receiving a pitcher, well, they're probably – And it goes in. You're like, yeah, it this way. It does yeah. – it, it kind of runs, cuts, or stays a four seam, you know, with some backspin to it am I going to be in position to receive and keep it a strike or am I going to get blown up here? Yeah. You know I mean? So I'm, I'm trying to keep my pocket. So I'm, I'm anticipating that the ball is going to be here. So I'm going to get my pocket outside of it. And then when that pitch is in my zone in the hitter zone, I'm going to approach it back into the zone. So it's like you're hitting from the inside out approach. Correct. Correct. Huh. I think that I, mine mine was the same thing from the inside, lower left inside of the ball. Cause I always say, look at the lower left hand side uh, of the ball, catch the lower left. So that's how I always was. And even, even if I do that, I think there's that. It all it does is just makes it different where you're at. You know what I mean? Where, where it does. And, and I think where kids hands may operate better because of the wrist structure and things like that. I'm coming to the conclusion I got to see those kids and be familiar with it. How old's your son? How old's your son? He's uh, 11, 12, 12 okay. now. Okay. And I, and I'm curious about the kids that you see. Cause like, like that you work with, if you have, you know, high school kids, are they doing any like forearm stuff or like? Fire yeah. So I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, the weighted balls, yeah. Big hat you hit and they're dead or whatever and they right. come heavy. And then I got some heavy weight. So when I'm warming them up, after I do, I go through like they're stretching, yeah. handstands, gorilla <laughs> walks. Well, I may have done some boxing. Yeah. Like, but the, see, the thing is, is, is I'm coming from a, like 
what I what I know and I registered and learned and having a dad that's a doctor and just coming from this psychological background uh, of like to create flow or the zone, right? Because I've also been kind of creating my coaching practice, right? Mm-hmm. How do I get, how do I, in this book that I'm just reading, said how, like you can advance learning by 12 times if you, uh, if you learn, if you're learning in, in the flow status or in flow in the zone, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, right? So if I can pr- teach my kids to practice in flow during that, Think how much more they'll be able to, do, you know. Yeah. They under they, they they understand why they're not fighting against something. So I feel like knowledge is like unlocks that for people and did for me. I became a better uh, to master my craft if I understood where is these things, what, why is it, how is it, and how do I go about fixing them and, and having details. So that's I think this is how I process things. That's how I put things together. So, uh, do you, do you have like a a practice that you do like what's your pre like what's your routine yeah yeah like yeah. what's because i like when i started talking into the my process was like you get to the yard what when do you start talking about your pitching staff yeah let's I, go let's back it up yeah. that far so, so when do you do this going into a series how did how would you how would you talk to your pitchers pick whatever avenue you want to go down yeah, so I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a big numbers guy. I wouldn't say like that I'm sitting there like daily looking at numbers because I still feel like there's such an enormous human element to a game. So, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm watching BP. I'm watching what these guys do on, a, on how they act and I'm, I'm everything from emotion, whatnot. And then I am, I am looking at some statistic stuff, you know, are they, are they first pitched attackers? Like, if they are, then we, we got to understand, you know, my best pitch for my pitcher and my best strengths of my pitcher are still always going to be the hitter's best strength, right? Uh, one thing that I always um, – that I got from a, a coaching legend, Jerry Weinstein, uh, uh, guys, uh, he's the man when it comes to catching too. But he always says that the, the, the right pitch thrown with doubt – or excuse me, with confidence – or excuse me, the wrong pitch thrown with – With confidence. With confidence is always better than the right pitch thrown with doubt. And I always believe that uh, because it's got to be a marriage between the confidence of the pitcher, his strengths, and what the overall feel is of that day. You, yeah. know, um, you know, playing independent ball, we don't have the scouting tools or – uh, you know, scouting reports to go over, you know, hitters, you have to go by, by instincts of, of just a, a good knowledge, good memory mm-hmm. of that guy. Um, but I'm watching on deck stuff. I'm taking everything in. I'm going on the bench and talking to that guy. I'm talking to our bullpen guys. And the other thing too, that I always love to do, a lot of people don't think do it too often anymore, but I loved catching bullpens like flat grounds and, um, you know, even if I was catching nine and I was expecting to, you know, if there was going to be a rotation where it was three to two, where I was catching three, the other guys catching two or it was four to one, I still wanted to be out there catching um, the flat grounds. One of the things that I always did whenever, whenever I had an off day or, or even in the minor leagues mm-hmm. and I, there was a chance that I could get out there. One of the guys in everyone's had, I mean, the personal day. I'm yeah. not catching anybody, but there'd be certain times where I'd be in tune. I'd be like, I need to go out there 
And if it was just to nudge that guy to see like, oh, dude, he's on board with me when I go out there. Like there's been a reason Um, to just knowing that I'm that close to this tool being done, making I'm going out there on my off day. I'm supposed to be riding the bike or chilling today. Right. But I'm out there like throw this thing in the slide right here. I want to know. And them seeing that it's like, okay. Yeah, he's, he's in it. like when you're in those trenches, he's it's that it's that weird right. thing. He's trusting you with everything. You know what? One of the because of those bullpens, absolutely. And one of the best things that you know, and this is I always all the guys they they try to ask. And I'm like, I didn't play a career. Nobody gives a shit about what I did. They care about what they care about what we can do for them, right? You know, we had our glory and whatnot. And I always Cow, cowtail. Yeah, and and I and I always tell. Uh, yeah. I want to tell the guys this story, this one story. Um, guy had pitched in the big leagues, pitched in the World Series with Houston uh, back in 05. And um, he was struggling. I'm not joking. When he pitched, he pitched a week beforehand, or at least it, this was his in-between uh, starts bullpen. He pitched a, a week, and he got, he got uh, lit up pretty good. Uh, pitched an inning and a third and gave up, I think it was 12 runs or something like that. But very inexperienced catcher behind the plate. I think I had an off day. This guy's throwing four seam fastballs straight over the top like Iron Mike. And his name was Mike, so we used to call him Iron Mike after that start. <laughs> and, and so he's and in his board. And he starts throwing. He goes, hey, I'm going to try something. I said, what is it? He goes, I'm going to throw a cutter. And I'm not joking. Like, I never got to catch like a Mariano Rivera or – you know, you only saw it on TV, but this thing, like we're talking about the last second, it would just go. And it was like, it was like that. I'm like, Hmm. So he's, I thought, throw that again, Mikey, throw that again. And he's throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. And now he's starting to spot it up. And I'm like, (laughs) so, so he gets redemption. He comes out or he has a chance for redemption. Let me start out that way. I probably gave away the story, but he comes out. Uh, and makes a start against a team that he made uh, against the week before they gave up 12 and an inning in the third and first batter of the game. This is no joke. I'm not lying. When I tell you this uh, guy by the name of Reggie Abercrombie comes up to the plate and hits a <laughs> missile to left field over the wall. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And so next batter uh, guy fouls one off um, line drive uh, down the left field foul line. And so I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Cutter, cutter, cutter. Fouls it off his shin guard. Fouls it, or fouls it off his ankle. Didn't have a shin guard on. Boom, boom. Broken bat out. I'm like, all right. Next batter. All we did was throw cutters. He walks off the mound. He goes, dude. I. He goes, I think you just uh, uh, revived my career. And then we threw 90. 4% cutters that game. Walked out of there with a one hit. Um, uh, one run shutout, or excuse me, one run um, by the home run. That was it. That was the only hit. Came out with a one hitter. Dude, by, by see, that's, uh, that's uh, and that's all. That's all from bullpen. All from bullpen. And and the things that I what I'm as a catcher, you're trying to do. You should be doing is find one. Find these things to create a better pitch. Get you. Yeah just sitting in that dugout because we don't want to be out there. We want to be out there the least amount of pitches. That's my purpose of calling a game. And two, I just gave you confidence because now like, holy cow. And then he buys into himself. And then 
at the right pitch in the convicted area thrown with conviction that's super nasty right and having having two minds work and trust towards a uh uh, a final goal too. Now you're you're running on that on the third cylinder. Mm-hmm. Oof. I feel like that's that's why you end up having the results you guys did. So absolutely, and and you know at that time, like again, hard to believe it, but you you hear people talking about like I, we were such on the same page that I just stopped using signals. I mean, granted, he threw a majority of cutters that game, but your hands are just that good. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, I I we knew we knew. I mean. It was it body language? Absolutely. Was it a head nod? Probably. Like, was it like him mouthing something? Sure. But like, we knew. And you were you were in the flow. You were in the flow. You were just locked in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but like, I don't think there's an exact science. I think you're you're a perfect example of somebody that understands that there's no exact science about how you do it. You have information. Yeah. Um, you have to make a decision. And it has to be like a, a, a split decision. I think, you know, in, in that call that we had, you and I off offline, you know, I told you about uh, bringing up Kurt Schilling again, that Kurt Schilling was on the mound. And after he caught a pitch, he had like 57 things that went through his brain. Yeah. And I asked you specifically, did you have something that went through your brain? Like, did you have like, you know, 10 things, 20 things that went through your brain in split 15 seconds that, made you decide on what the next pitch you were going to call or what? Um, I had a formula. Uh, and, and he, all those 57 things has, had been done. So now I had this formula to where uh, I, I told you I got through Ted Simmons and Bob yep. McClure. Yep. That, that that was my 0011 and 22 was like, that's the Holy Grail. If I find that one pitch and then there's secondary pitch, I can work with that with any pitcher. It's pretty much everybody has that. So then it reduced all those sets and it kind of shortened my deck of cards because I knew which guys had what, what didn't. And so the guy that I had, the guy I had coming up and maybe the guy before I could, I could play who I had coming in the middle of my bullpen or the end of what I had going that day off of 0011 and 22 counts. Uh, just because you you kind of had those feels, and I've done that work with the bullpen, so that fifty seven things has been reduced down because you're going to have fifty seven things down to like a very simple approach to how to kind of consolidate that. Yeah, and and you know even back to the question you asked me, like you go at the pace of the game, right? When you're calling mm-hmm. a game, so you can have all the charts, data in the world, and I st- and I just. I worry about the game and the direction sometimes that the game is going, right? We're talking about the art of receiving here, right? Well, so, how about how about that one where I don't know what team it is. I I know what team it is. I know what catcher it is. <laughs> I, know, I know what it is, and we all know what it is. It's him shaking his head, put, and yeah. boom. Yeah, exactly. That's the moment we're talking about. Exactly. That moment. Exactly. Like, why, you know, I, I think – He's looking – he's looking from the bench. Yeah. And, and – it's the game's not being called there from right that what's going on, which that can happen. I've had coaches be super successful, Buddy Bell, Sosha being one of them, like that I would listen to every time. But there's times also where they would say that, that I wanted to be like, no, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and, and 
And if it's from pitch to pit, what if it's going every single time, you've eliminated those. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more apt to go with them if I'm, you know, because my how I how I got it. Uh, kind of touched on this earlier is pitch thrown with conviction is the best pitch, right? Right, right. right. Is I went is I'm putting it down once. If I put it down twice, I see something. I have a reason, right? If I put it down three times, that that means like it's either coming from the pitch or like no, like do yeah. do this, which very seldom happen. Uh, yeah, on either or. So if it happened, I went up there because I couldn't. A lot of times I knew what they're doing. Remember the oh oh one one two two? That game plan was there. I've shut down a lot of. So if he's thinking outside of that, I can go out there, and so I don't have to worry about at, at the right time. Is he thinking this? Is he thinking that? Those those fifty seven things have been checked, which. Sounds like shilling. Some people can just do all that. I can't compute I all that. I can't. I, I I need to be athletic and move and keep things simple. I, I'm, you know, and I was a lot of the same way. And and I think and I think that's why you said approach. No one talks approach. That's what stuck to you. Yeah, they don't. And you know, like I said, it's even like you were just talking about right now. Nobody talks about the approach of you're you're asking me is how do I how do I teach or how do I guide or how do I how did I approach putting together a plan to attack the opposition. Yeah. Well, again, sometimes it's like you go on pure feel. This guy was terrible in the bullpen. Absolutely terrible. He looks like he does not want to be out there. Or mm, he was out last night getting drunk, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. or yeah. doing stupid stuff. But, like, I had to do my best effort because I had to put help us uh, help, you know, my pitcher and our team in position to win. Right. And it starts like they always say pitching and defense. Well, you got to hold, you got to hold, you got to hold, you know? Um, so that's just the biggest thing, but yeah, again, nobody talks about approach to how do you attack a hitter or excuse me, a pitcher anymore. Yeah. yeah. If you're at the plate. Yeah. So true. Well, I I think that's why they, they just need good catchers like us teaching it. (laughs) <laughs> and so are you do are, do you do any um as far as lesson stuff what how do you go about do your lessons yeah. Yeah, do you do, do do you do virtual lessons do you do academy where yeah where so so um I, I i run here in in omaha so i'm so i've traveled around i've done some camps i did a camp with todd in kansas city uh back in january actually right around the first of, of the oh, year so you've done camps with todd i've done cab camps with todd um i did one in arkansas on my own it's kind of my own camp um I, i've traveled around done some other stuff and then i run in omaha what i call uh my field general catching academy the only reason why i call it that is because we have um month like today is a session i have a session today so i have session wednesdays thursdays saturdays and sundays and i have open times and these kids can come in and uh, what i found individual lessons are great if you're working on like a specific thing as it pertains to that and and what i mean by that is like okay this guy needs to work on his transfers so we can decrease his pop time for a showcase right Mm -hmm. or his tryout what I like doing with this um, Field General Catching Academy is we try to encompass as much skill work as possible into as many days during the week as possible. So they'll come in. It'll be like, uh, you know, max 10 guys a group. I'm the one that's running it. But, like, 
they have a warm up that they know that they have to do. So we do ball control drills. So they'll jog down about uh, 10 yards, uh, transferring the ball in and out of their mitt as they're moving and they'll back pedal back. And they'll do that three to four times and then they'll go around their back. And then they'll go in between their legs like they're dribbling a basketball just to get them to feel the ball. And then sometimes we'll add in ladder drills while we transfer the ball in and out of the mitt. Um, after that, we do, uh, uh, I take out their, their low or their top half. So we're doing like overhead squat positions where they're working on lower half mobility, explosiveness, hop squats forward, lateral um, squats. They're doing like, they're feeling how their lower half needs to move when they block. Um, and then we'll go into a, a rundown drill where they're, these kids in high school and, and even youth ball, they do not ever, I ask you, guys, how many guys work on a rundown? Not one hand goes up. Okay, so oh, really? they're right here. So they're learning on, <clears throat> well, they'll do it standing up and then they'll just run and they'll get the ball out and then they'll flick it. And kind of rotate, do that a little yeah, thing. Yeah, they'll rotate okay. it down. Okay. So we got two lines and then it'll go um, catch. We'll still be in the rundown aspect of it. We'll catch and then they'll do a tag play at the plate. So they're learning how to tag tag play at the plate. So when you tag, when you tag, do you have them come up for batter runner? How do you, how do you how do you teach tagging since we're on it? Just because. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, you know, I make sure that they're in front of the plate. Um, you know, obviously. Is there an anchor where you put your foot down? Where do you put that foot down when you come? Yeah, out? I put the foot down. You know, I was always taught up the line, right, mm -hmm. and stay standing up, right. Try yeah. to stay standing up as much as you can, you know, until you secure the ball, and then you're going to drive both knees into uh, into that guy. Okay. Uh, so that's that's one of the uh, that's kind of how we do it, and then and then we'll go in that same drill. We do skips where they're learning to you know backhand pick and sweep through and tag. Um, so okay. it's a four throw from the outfielder. The throws behind you. Uh, so we do that, and then we have a four corner blocking drill. Um, which is still incorporated. So we have four guys. Uh, a guy throws a ball cross directionally for a block. He'll get up recovered like he's throwing in and out of first base baseline. He'll say in. So if yeah, inside, right. yeah. he'll throw it. And then he'll get a tag play back. And then he throws a block to the guy on the other side. And then oh, okay. they just kind of carousel around. So we'll do that. It's, a, it's about a 20, 25 minute warm up. Uh, and then we, we target skills every, you know, we'll block, we'll throw, we'll work on transfers and, and, and exchanges, or exchanges and footwork, excuse me, um, and, and receiving. So we're always targeting everything possible. And then there'll be days where I actually get on the bump. Like, of course, it's shortened up. It's not 60, yeah. 60 inches, but uh, we'll put a guy over on the side where he's rolling, like I use a BOSU ball, like he's the runner. Um, so the guys will actually get the hit off of me. So they're learning how to receive. We got an umpire back there, like guy that acts as an umpire. Oh, okay. That's kind of, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty so cool. So they're just learning. I'm trying to get, bring as much game uh, replicated drills as well as uh, situations to training as possible because these guys, you know. Such a, such a catcher's brain right there. Uh, try to, try to, try to be as yeah. as possible. I like um, that. I also, I developed something, uh, you know, with the talks of a, an automated strike zone coming in, but also with these guys, we we're talking about just these exaggerated movements. I, I made like a strike zone 
out of strings and PVC pipes. So I'll have yeah, guys, I saw that on your thing on your yeah. So I'll have guys that'll just receive so they they get to the zone as quick as possible. So we'll target high zone, you know, in and out and uh, bottom of the zone a lot. And so I try. To, I, I I like the visual of where I could see like yeah. you, know how, you know how you catch with the strings or whatever. Yeah. That would be a good visual to bring it back into that. Yes. Yeah. So there's trying to create as much variety as possible. Um, and then I, I, I'm actually, this is my last week of my classes because we start here in Nebraska spring sports. Uh, so the guys will start with their teams. Um, so I put out a survey and, and, you know, last year, what I did is I had kind of a, a shoulder arm care program. Um, That's and, awesome. And, and they, they, a lot of the guys liked it. I just, I'm not privy on a lot of the, you know, kinesiology type movements and stuff, but like I can get on board with the shoulder stuff, but we do a throwing progression and, and I use solely footballs. Like they, you know, so we have like October, there's guys that have these showcases all year round. Right. But I have October, November, and part of December, we'll just throw footballs. You know, we'll work on exchanges and I'll make the guys not stop. They won't throw the ball, but they'll hold on to the ball. Right. And they'll follow through. So they keep fluidity in their arm action, but we do a lot of throwing with the football. I mean, like I think about Tom house. I don't know if you know who Tom house. Is, <laughs> I'm growing up in Utah, bro. <laughs> um, but Tommy House, you know, he's big on football throwing, and right, you work yeah. the best quarterback ever, probably, right? And Tom right. Brady, uh, I think, is good enough for catchers. Too. It's I, it's a, it's a go to move movement. So, <laughs> so if 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 you have a football and you're taking it, you're tracking because I use football all the time too. Yeah. So when you're tracking that football back, that's the same way your hands going, mm -hmm. right? And and left hand. Go to movement to create that. It's not this, right? right, right for the right, sake right. of argument and fun, <laughs> it's not that. So a go to movement here with a quarterback receiving the best throws of the game is to transfer it over here for that. So just a, a fun little remark, just to point that out. But uh, uh, well, what else? What do you what do you got on? Uh, so I'm a catcher. What do you think about all this drive line and of uh, you know, you know, all, you know, you know what I mean? With all these different, there's driveline, there's, I mean, here in, in, in Utah, we have the biokinetics. You know what biokinetics is? I, I, I don't. I do it's, have you ever seen those stick figures? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had on ESPN, the original stick figures that gets all that, right? He's the one that started all that. That's really? like the guy's academy. Yeah. Out of the academy. Yeah. So I, I watched, he had Tony Gwynn getting filmed from Tony Gwynn and him analyzing it. With these stick to when I was Jordan, how old were we? I was probably yeah, 15, 16 years old. And watching like Nolan Ryan get the biokinetics analyzed. This is like when stick figures was no that this is me when I'm I know that they're dead like 13, 14, and then had it done at like 16, 17, as Bob Kai's guy. And it's he can almost predict on on biokinetically when guys are going to break down yeah like he does it for the scouting bureau now so like it's like he's got some he's got some legit stuff and i've always said dude we need to break this down for catchers i think my biggest thing is is that 
if there's something out there that can it call it prehab, right? Yeah. For prevention. If I can prevent an injury, I'm all for it, right? Um, I I think and I could be wrong and maybe Well, I see, I, that's why I like the footballs is because it's short, it's using those yeah. muscles, it's controlled. And you with that big old thing, you're not gonna try to make that throw where it hurts because you can oh, feel it immediately. The, the biggest thing that you know it so I have these kids and I have a kid in general and I love the kid to death. He's a great player. He's, he understands the, the, he's got baseball IQ. Let me put it that way and savviness to him. But the one thing that he doesn't, he's afraid to throw, like, it's weird. It's weird. He's afraid to throw the ball. And so um, how I get this kid to throw is that one day we're jacking around or I, I shouldn't say they were jacking around with the football and he's throwing the football. I said, huh? I said, your arm hurt, right? You told me your arm hurt. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, my arm hurts. I said, your arm hurt when you throw that? Oh, no, no, it feels great. All right, you're throwing that today. And he's like, it's like he's, it's like very strange, right? And I can't oh, dude, it. I, dude, I've, 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 I've had this thing. <laughs> you're talking about the thing, the yips, the gigas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've had this. I've, see, I talked with, uh, uh, I've talked to a few people people about it right or talk, cousins we talked to, we mentioned it and, and i had some concussion stuff we talked to with i think one of the psychologists but anyways on effects of concussion stuff but it's i think it's it's like an anxiety thing it is. right when, so if you get him to where where all of a sudden he's football throwing in the same way yeah. the more you do that i think what you said you did is getting him to do that where you didn't have that recall of that back because that's a prefrontal cortex thing Right, uh, foul balls, ding, ding, yeah. ding. Those are injuries. Heads up, catchers. We got, <laughs> but uh, uh, that can affect you. That's why there's a lot of catchers that have a tr- trouble throwing, and I, I feel it's a large part of it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so do some other people that I've I've been talking to, which I'll be doing more of that. So stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, um, there's, I think just I forgot where I, that's the foul ball in the head. Where was I going with that? I think something with regards to somebody like not um, having the gifts or being afraid. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so, so the prefrontal cortex, right, has a lot of that. So, what that is is not getting them to work. So the thoughts come up into their head, right? So, with that football, what you've done is you put that, you change the mechanics, you change one little thing to where they grow that confidence. Yeah. I'm sure you've probably got that kid. I, that is another reason also why I like the football. It yeah. it changes the athletic thing. That's why I like doing handstands is practicing that flow so you become aware of your body so you learn to compete because you're not thinking about whatever we do right whatever uh, 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 and i can't breathe that's the one thing too this young man is holding him back from being great you know and it's like dude you if you could be the entire pack because he switch hits and he's a pretty good hitter like I said, he's got the IQ. What you need to do, you know what you need to do? You need to you need to create an atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Is much take him down, say, hey, tell your dad, meet me at the field. Don't go to school today. Or you're having a two o'clock lesson. Tell your dad to get you out an hour early. Yeah. Right? And you talking about everything he does and you create a routine of his confidence routine, whatever that is, the affirmation. I throw baseball's well defined zone. Pop a couple down to third to second, just play catch right back to you. Walk out of 
boom, that's a confident. No one's around. And if you airmailed one, who cares? That'll get there real quick. Absolutely. And, and then I think what you do is you become familiar. That's that book I'm reading, right? <laughs> is the science behind it is when your brain learns to learn in the flow, it'll yeah. recall that when, when he has that throwing thing. And that and that's kind of a some of the science stuff of learning about the yips too that we can do as coaches to like repeat that back or set our drills up that way to create as reduce the stress like whether whether it's you shut your mouth <laughs> quit quit ragging them quit making them feel weird that whatever that energy because we know as catchers yeah. you can feel that that's a tool that we have in our bag right to be able to recall that like taking that away from them may be the best thing you need to laugh at it with them for a second because those those are huge things, and since we're on a mental podcast, I think you bump set spike that for me. But uh, I think that's a good key that we we kind of talked about is being able to coach those and be aware of those things. Because there's there's a lot to that, and having confidence, just like getting our confidence to our pitchers. Like, what's our own dialect? Sometimes thinking about throwing the ball, throwing the ball to the bases, throwing pickoffs. Is my mental frame right? Picking the first. Or am I always trying to rush? Let's just get it there. Whatever whatever stage you're at, I think there's having a mental game helps eliminate the 57,000 things of picking the guy out at the first, right? Or right. just let it react. So I think that was a good bump set spike for that one on your part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, 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 that's the biggest thing too. I think we, we just try to be as selfless as possible and trying to get that guy like I said, not to, not to harp on him and I'm not harping on him, but just to get him to realize that his, he's, he's losing out on his full max potential because of he's afraid to just to throw. And it's just, it, it kills me. So yeah, I would do, I would do that. Cause I'm, I'm telling, I've had success with it. I've had, I have a, another friend of mine that I might have, he's been in it. I mean, it's a thing. It's a circulating thing. And if you're a dad that sees it or has had it when you come to me, that's a thing. Because one, you're you're like, as a dad, you're like, I already didn't know how to throw. I'm an accountant. My wife was a softball player. I don't know what to do, but I feel like I'm, you know, what am I, like, how do I do this? And he's got this thing, you know? And so that they're coming to you for lessons for that reason, right? So I, I think that he's just, I think giving him those foundations that we would get on performance, the highest level, that mom and mentality, that's what they're talking about, is learning how to create that. And I think you heightened creating that around confidence with him on throwing or developing a program for him to do that. Then, then he leans on the program. Mm-hmm. You know, he leans on that rather than his thoughts being like, all right, I'm going to be in a game and I'm going to like, uh, uh. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there for whatever reason, whether it's that's just the way the brain works. So, I mean, have you ever had any sort of throwing issues ever? No. Any, te- I, any teammates or that couldn't throw to first, whatever? No, um, I never have, but I feel bad because there was a guy, I think I struck out in a game one time, walking back, I was pissed off, got to the edge of the dugout. No, I, you know, I, was, I struck out looking. And I was pissed off, and the opposing team's catcher had this pump fake, pump fake, pump fake. I was like, "Just throw the goddamn ball back! Like, come on, you're holding the, <laughs> you know." <laughs> and I just like at that point in time, like he was a really good human being. Like we would talk <laughs> before batting practice, after the game. Oh, that's, that's called a baseball snap. That's called a baseball snap. That's okay. I, that's I'm it. Just like, 
throw it back. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, that, you know, I look back on that. I'm like, man, that eats your catcher soul up. That eats your catcher soul up. If I was that guy and I had the opposing team's catcher yelling that at me, how would I? Oh, oh, if you would have done that to me, I would have came over and body slammed you. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that would have happened with me. Because I was that pumping guy. Because there was a guy in Miami one game when it was Mike Worse. This guy, I could hear him. (laughs) One, two, and then I throw it back. And that was like my nervous, like, I would just kind of like, and then flip it back, right? And I could hear one, two, and then I started like waiting for it to hear him. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's how much it got in my head. It was, it was a, and it was like my anxiety. Just to, it was a weird yeah. thing, dude. It's a weird thing. But so that's I speak from experience, and also no one was being taught. Like create that scenario where that that internal talk is a, how confident set the whole day up for him. And and doing and doing like uh, setting the whole day up. Like think about it, if his thoughts are limited to how great he is. Oh, get your get your Jay Z swagger song on. Oh, you know, <laughs> feel like a beast when you're walking to that plate and uh, or to that box to throw that guy out. Like just creating that little attitude. I think I've found one it helped me. I learned it from other people, right? Yeah. And and that are in the big leagues, right? And and I think. I don't know. I think the, that you're seeking out to find answers for that guy. That's just the catcher in you, bro. See, that's the catcher in you. I want to. I want to fix this arm. I, I, I love. I love, and I do. I love doing it. I love coaching. You know, I I knew that at a certain point when I got to about my my third, no, my second year, I knew that I was not probably going to ever make it to the big leagues, right? And so, okay, what um, year was that? What year was that? Two thousand. 11 so i started in 2009 was it 2009? what city where were you at so i was playing independent ball where was i amarillo or yes. yeah i think i was in amarillo texas the armpit of texas <laughs> right um I, I, I think texas has a few armpits yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was like i was sitting there that's hotter day, bananas there and i just watched and i and, and we didn't play we Imagine the uh, the you know, the Bull Durham Stadium, right? Yeah. But ten times worse, and that was what the stadium was at the time. Now Amarillo, I want to say, is Double A for San Diego or something. Yeah, it's probably nice but, and beautiful. Oh yeah, brand new stadium, all this. Right? Get a loan from uh, Tatis Jr. and he can make it even exactly. better. Exactly. Gosh, wouldn't that be nice, right? Dude, what a contract! What a contract! Good for him. Yeah. Twelve years old, hitting homers, just getting paid. I mean, can he drive yet? Can he drive yet? Is he twenty one? Is he twenty one? Golly, that guy has been begging since he was 30, an infant. Thirty six is his contract is up, I think. When he's thirty six years old. Thirty six, I think he's. 20. Oh, he'll be going into that last, like that, you know, Beltron deal. Right. right. Get on a playoff team for fifteen million a year. Ho hum. <laughs> yeah, he's quite the talent, but uh. I mean, you got anything else you want to cover or go over? I mean, man, I feel like we, you had me doing handstands, talked about physics. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go training here in about 20 yeah. minutes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do some handstands, and all the guys are gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Like, well, dude, the way I set up my lessons, how it flows, I want their body connected. Yeah. Like I really believe being catcher is an athlete from your toe to your fingertips, 
And the more locked in we can be with that and creating that zone in whatever athletic fashion, I'm down for it. Just like you discussed, I'm down for making this position the most recognized athletic position out there because I feel like it's hockey player, it's hitter, it's it's a chess player. So I don't think our position, it's too difficult to put them or us in this position. It's too vast, it's too awesome and special. So uh, I'm open to any criticism my way and open the conversation. I Obviously, I'll bring it your way. But, I mean, you and Todd both – there's a part of this in my game where it was not entering. I think right. you, I thought you guys were old school. Like, like I thought you thought, I thought you guys were making just like, Nope. Uh, what are they talking about? Who are these dorks? I'm going to set them straight. But then, but I went into it learning like how I would, if it was me, because it basically is for my brother. I, there's no one better at perfecting the craft of catching than me. That's how I feel. I'm one of the best in the world. That's that dialect that I teach with my kids pregame making them feel that before i go to the game and and where i learned how to teach that not only that with myself but with my pitchers and my young kids that i believe that there's a process to that and, and there's a part of that of the game think how much less at bats you would have given away how more locked in in between innings you would have been and, and i think learning how to create that and being aware with the knowledge that you're putting out with the receiving you're doing a good job that's the way i wanted to seek you out because i knew you could share the knowledge and things you were saying seemed pretty intelligent like you knew what you were talking about well i didn't i didn't realize that you were in i didn't even know you were in kansas city i didn't know you're a royals fan i didn't know that i was your mike Sosha of your life but <laughs> well it was fun it was fun no you were always a pleasure to watch and um you know the way you played the game the way you handled yourself like that's what what a young amateur player strives for they look for somebody to to model their game after and what better person than to you and you know I'm, I'm i'm like i said i'm pumping you up here but for good reason i mean you're you're you it showed right you had what 14 years in the big leagues and uh, uh well you stretched it i'll let you i'll i'll give those extra <laughs> two years it was right. like 12 but yeah but still but still you know you're all-star and stuff now but it, i mean i i thought like i said i was pretty humbled myself to to have you reach out to me to to talk about things that are foreign to people that um, played it at the highest level. And I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to do it. I think that you just have to find the way that works best for not you or I, but for the, the guy that you're instructing. Does correct. And, and are you guys speaking the same language? It's like, you know, you have a Latin American teammate who speaks no English. You have a English uh, speaking teammate that, that speaks no Spanish. How do you guys talk to each other? You yeah. know, and we speak the language of baseball, I think. So. Yep. I, well said. Well, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And I know Todd's coming out for a camp that I have something in the mix that I would like you two to be a part of, uh, especially the catching portion. Awesome. Cause of course, if I do anything, I got to go big. Right. But, uh, uh, maybe whether it's a catching, I don't know. Obviously, I'm I'm trying to with the the uh, podcast and things. I'm I'm working on whether it's small and just doing something with Todd or some things. I I want to do some at least nothing else just for catching. But I'm of course I'm going to try to do it bigger than smaller first. <laughs> <laughs> well, we All right, man. You come on 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 the podcast. Next yeah, week. yeah. Next weekend. 
whenever you're, you're available. I want to have you on. Um, whenever you want. Uh, I'll. Wednesdays are usually my days. I get to grill you. Yeah, bring it. That's that's actually what I'm better because obviously I can talk with the best of them. So uh, I I can give you a long drawdown answer when it's like my turn. Like this is is a platform where it's not supposed to be my turn and I won't shut up. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Love it, Well, you've been fun. You're awesome. Cool to hang out with. And any time you want to wrap with on baseball, feel free to hit me up. Absolutely. Thanks. And what's your what's your handles? What are your things? How can people reach you? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm both Instagram and Twitter at Goodrow Catching, just all one word, no underscore, nothing, just at Goodrow Catching. So get out there and get out there and catch the damn ball. That's right. That's right. I, I could hear that with the most Harry Tillman. Yeah. Get out there and catch the damn I had, well, ball. Actually, you had, do you had Tillman? Harry Tillman? No, I so well, he I was had, at Houston. <laughs> I had uh, uh, Ken Oberg fell as a manager one year, and Ken and Obi used to yell out. I, this I hadn't caught. I was DHing, and then all of a sudden they, we lost the catcher, so they threw me back on the plate. Finally, when I <laughs> I get back there, I botched a couple balls, and and Obi's like, "Catch the ball," and I'm just like, "Come on, man!" Like, <laughs> you know, I haven't been back here in like 15 game so like give me a break so and should you turn to him that's your fault yeah. throw, throw a tantrum <laughs> you want to show me up i'll show you up yeah exactly well exactly. you're fun to chat with i appreciate it and right, uh i'll see you around all right man all right see you bro All the best.